I drink water every single day. That's how I look the way I do. That's fine. I drank you know? I drank a bottle an entire bottle of Moet Shondo. Is that a lot? I mean, yeah, it's an entire uh bottle of champagne. Would you say that's too much to have? Uh, you know. It's um it yeah. All right. But no. I mean, it depends, right? Like what what you know, if you're celebrating something, sometimes you need to uh push your test your limits right you should have sent some to me like you should have sent like a, a little uh, or and like in a bag like in a plastic bag yeah you could have just like tied the plastic bag to the like the door of my apartment you should keep some moed ashando there's so many people who have sung or rapped about moed ashando are these video games i think your levels are good i can't even tell anymore honestly are, are you too far gone no, I mean, I'm looking at the levels, but they seem like they're very they're they're quite variable. But I think we're good. I think we're somewhat good. It's manageable. Do I need to do I need to change the way that I sit? I, let me th- let me even out where I'm what I'm doing. That's a big deal with me and Valorant actually is that I've been putting a, pi- a pillow behind on my lumbar for support and I feel like it forces me more upright and uh, that I'm closer to the screen a little bit more. And, uh, you know, I've been getting some results that way. And um, I'm sitting up more than than relaxing, reclining reclining way backwards. If if we're here to talk about video games and we're here to talk about uh, video games for the week of November the 9th, uh, this is WTG podcast. Big big November the 9th. Then what I'm going to tell you is that I've been thinking a lot about aiming and I've been trying to figure out what's my deal right like what's the we're, we're constantly asking what's the deal with games but what nobody is asking is what's the deal with james right what's the deal with james's aimses yeah. so i've been trying to figure out famous james's i'm gonna famous james's james's so i'll edit that out in post don't do that leave it in uh so i've now I'm you're sitting way closer aimer. to your mic, right? I, I'm I'm a wrist aimer, and yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a wrist. Aimer. If I'm doing better, I'm wrist uh, aiming. You know, I like I I've been I yeah I but, have noticed that if I'm using my fingers in a claw grip, I I don't know I, I honestly it's all it's a fucking crapshoot day to day because sometimes I, I I do wrist big movement and so, some d- days when i'm firing i'm on i'm on all cylinders i i'm using my arm for large movements i'm using my wrist for flicks and i'm using my fingers for the micro adjustments and like yeah that's great but also it's so difficult to get yourself in a mindset where you can always do that like sometimes you're just not you you don't have that those mechanics for that day or you're not warmed up or you don't start doing it so you can't keep doing it if that makes any sense like once you get in the flow of it and your whole arm is being used then you can start doing that but it's... so let me tell you okay, what so i was trying t- to say so let me tell you let me s- slow your roll because what i was saying is i'm a wrist aimer but you're an aristocrat sensitivity to arm aim for a bit and you know, I I run aim trainers. I do aim lab. I do uh, Kovacs, and I just play a lot of shooters. And what I can report back is that 
even when I change my sensitivity and I go from like, like I reduced my sensitivity by a third. I cut my sensitivity by a third and it made no impact whatsoever on my play. Made no impact on my aim lab scores, my Kovac scores. Everything stayed the same. I went into Valorant today. I had some good games. I got some aces, some quad kills. Some I, had a, kills. I had a great game. I was right, walking but, away from a great game. But, but that's but my point is, what's, what's the deal with my aim if no matter what I do, it's always like the same? I don't know. I mean, like, do do you want a real answer for that? Because some of what people talk about with tens, if you're going to bring that up, who is a pro Valorant player, is that it's more mouse control. It's not that like you're necessarily practicing 100% to nail down a certain sensitivity. It's it's general mouse control and reaction to um, your, your general like mind's reaction to the movement over the mouse and the cursor over a head or a body part because you practice to be able to like make an adjustment and then when you have that split second that you think the cursor is over ahead is when you left click right so that's what you're practicing more than anything else so changing the sensitivity doesn't mean that you're necessarily so muscle memory is a lie right no well no because that's still a part of it obviously that's still a still that's still a important important part of of it but the the necessarily like the the sensitivity that that is is different i guess like you can change the sensitivity and then be using more of your arm or less of your arm but you're still practicing like that mouse that general mouse control that like general cursor placement so then the question is like what do i like what's better And, and it's hard because it's like if you watch videos on aiming um, and they're from Counter-Strike players, every Counter-Strike player will just say, use an arm, it's better for you in the long run, uh, because it'll, if you play with your wrist, it'll, uh, you, you could, you know, lead to wrist problems down the line, things that wouldn't happen to you if you aim with your arm. So it's like, my, my, my philosophy now is, if, if I'm getting the same results on arm versus wrist, and doing arm is safer, allegedly, then I should just keep it up with the arm, right? I should just keep practicing with my arm. Well, yes, some of that also. Like, I mean, Counter-Strike pros or pros in general are kind of hard to to, to always go. I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I do feel like I do better with wrist aiming, and I'm not playing 12 hours a day every day. That's the difference. Is like, if a Counter-Strike pro is like, I need to be in the game for five years of my peak performance years of whatever, you're 20 to 27 or something like that um you're you want to maximize those years like a football player or ufc player you want to make the right choices if you're not doing that like i don't necessarily i i have a full-time job i i I can't do that all the time so my best aiming is usually with my wrist or arm so i'm not that worried if i'm using my wrist you know i don't think that it's yeah remember when when c9 high messed up his wrist no Oh, that was a bummer. Yeah, hi, the League of Legends player. Uh, he was out for a long time because he just messed up his wrist. That'll kill you. I mean, it'll definitely hurt your competitive career. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've just been thinking a lot about that because I, I'm also in this weird state of like, I, I play pretty well. Like, I, I shoot pretty well. And I feel like I've been getting better at shooting games but I haven't been getting better at aim trainers as quickly. 
Oh man, yeah, I felt that a lot, a lot recently. Um, I still have. I've I've been doing this for a couple months. Uh, I I still generally always end my night with uh, a aim lab um, playlist, and sometimes if I'm off for the day, I wake up and do an aim lab. And yet, like my scores have really just plateaued completely, and it it really is difficult to push anything up anymore to the point where it's like you know i can generally expect a lot of times to be like just a lot of nights where i'm just like less i'm i'm shooting less than my average and then every once in a while i just have that rare uh round of aim trainers where i'm shooting above my average but it's kind of all around my average now and i'm not pushing those numbers up as far as i know i don't think i really am pushing the numbers up I don't remember what it was like to be like progressing rapidly, but I'm definitely, it's like working out, I guess, any muscle where you start to plateau at some point and it's difficult. Like you have to start doing different things. Maybe that's, maybe if it's your, your mind is like a muscle and I guess you're. Yeah. What is the, what is the whey protein of, um, of aim training? And don't say Xanax. Well, I, I I wasn't going to say that obviously, but, um, this might be silly and ridiculous, but when you're so for for actual like strength training or muscle training, if you do the same routine over and over again, you plateau very hard. So what you need to do is like throw something different into it, like do a different kind of kind of workout that is hitting a similar muscle group. And for whatever reason, it's just like the different um maybe like mechanics of that workout or the different way you're moving your body that's working the same muscle group could is usually more effective. Like once, if you're always doing the same routine, you plateau, but if you hit the same muscle groups using different workouts, you won't plateau. And maybe what the bigger problem is for me, now that I'm thinking about it, is that I have always stuck to a very set playlist. There's an exact, I do um, two rounds of ultimate grid shot, I do two rounds of ultimate spider shot. I do two rounds of ultimate flick uh, micro adjust, uh, micro flex. And I do two rounds of motion shot. And then now that there is um, the corridor, the, the uh, corner peak, I do, I sometimes, if I have the time, I do two rounds of corner peak. And that's like my usual thing. So maybe what it is is I should be, uh, you know, throwing um a different playlist maybe something that's like more tracking or something that's more like only precision or speed shot sometimes i do speed um uh spider shot which is a whole different thing like it's no precision it's all speed so maybe i should be doing stuff like that you're just doing throwing in completely different uh workouts for it well you know this was to talk about me but i do appreciate you know well you asked me a question so i that's i thought that was the dynamic you know uh I built a new computer. Good for you. Um, My computer needs so, to be. So what happened was I was nervous about the election, as you could hear on our last podcast, which is up. It's live. Are you nervous about uh, the election now? I was nervous about the election. Let, let me let me tell my, my tale, all right? And I don't know if you're like this, but sometimes when I get anxious, something that makes me feel better is to buy stuff. Yeah, you know what sucks is when you do that in gotcha games or in Valorant. So when the so, around the time of the election they had, they dropped the reaver skins. Yeah, well, I was I, I knew that the most dramatic upgrade that I could make to my um the most impactful upgrade I could make 
was a new processor. Um, but with the way that Intel chipsets are right now, you can't really buy a processor without buying a motherboard. And if you're going to buy a motherboard, then you may as well just upgrade your RAM. And you know what really sucks? I think you're just doing, if a, if you give a mouse a cookie right now. You know what is really what sucks doing? is when you buy a new motherboard and you have an existing case and you have to pull everything out of the old case to put everything in new. So I didn't want to do that. So I bought a new case and I also bought a new power supply unit because the new GTX 3080s needed an upgrade anyway with the power supply. And I do plan to get it if it ever is available to purchase. So I, I pretty much just built an entirely new system save for the uh, hard drive and solid state drive, um, which, which did lead me to a problem because I accidentally uh, wiped my solid state drive and lost a ton of game saves and lost my Windows license and uh, my copy of Photoshop and a ton of other things. So on the bright side, I have a new computer that is killing it, absolutely killing it, um, big gains. But on the bad side is I lost saves to uh, some games that I was kind of in the middle of, Risk of Rain 2 being one of them. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes, we, we finished it, but there was we, we started a new game. No, we didn't do the DLC, actually. We started the the DLC mode. I mean, but but yeah. So either way, so that was a bummer. I think I lost my Monster Hunter save, um, which is brutal because because that's like 150 hours. That's rough. That's pretty rough, right? Um, So I'm a little bummed out about that. I I lost my Noita stuff, but I don't really mind getting that back. Yeah, that's more, you know, knowledge-based, right? So It is, yeah. It is. There are some really crazy discoveries in Noita this week by the community. Uh, where there's this, like, this little monster. Well, well, first off, someone found out that there's, like, you get a weird, like, trophy if you complete the game without um, modifying any wands. So that was weird. There was this... People found, like, this little ultra-rare monster, which is just, like, this green monster... It's like a green circle, and it just, like, shoots seeds at you. And it, like, wherever it shoots the seeds, it, like, plants trees. And people are trying to bring this monster through, like, this poisonous area so that they can try to put seeds in this one spot to see what would happen. But so far, everyone is struggling with it because in order to get there, you have to get through, like, this zone of death. So you're trying to, like keep this monster healed up with like healing abilities and also keep it following you. So you have to like keep it charmed and keep it healing and manage your own health and navigate like this hell hole of an area to try to get, get it to this one part. And as a viewer, I'm not even sure if they know there's something there that's going to happen or if they're doing it just as a challenge, but it is so insane just like the people are chipping away at this game like this, man. It is. Where it do you read about wild. it? Because it's like the the Noita Reddit scenes kind of slow. It's just on Twitch. There's like a a group of of streamers who push the who who push this stuff. Okay. And they update the wiki, but the streamers are basically like McQueeb is one of them. Dishhoff, uh, Pagrax, 
is is my favorite one in this other one let's suffer together and most of them also just um catalog everything on youtube and and they're just like always in each other's chats like keeping each other like updated on stuff but but it's also this weird scenario of like when this was happening in fez i think that the player base for fez was larger and it's also this thing of like the Noita player base is relatively large and there are people like just playing this on Steam. But then there's like this dedicated fan base that like is playing a game under the game where it's like there's so much to Noita that people could play through it and just never see. Yeah. Someone could get to the end of Noita and be like, oh, cool, I beat Noita and not even realize like all of the because there's seven achievements in the game. And the seven, and you can beat the boss, and that's all the achievements you got them all. But it doesn't account for the fact that there are like all these weird orbs and spells around the world. The only way that you have to know that you haven't seen everything is that there's like a list of spells and a list of enemies and like a list of locations that like gets larger and larger as you see more things. But even that is like at the start of the game, the list will show like. There's 300 spells, but as you push through the game, you realize that there's more than that 300 spell list that it even gives you to start with. It is, it, it's, it's most mysterious game, 2020. I wonder what else is on that running. I don't know. Bug snacks. I guess so. Oh my god. <laughs> Bug snacks comes out soon. I do. Uh, I do not like anything I've seen from it, especially so, the soundtrack. I know you hate Caro Caro Bonito. Um. But yeah, Noita is cool. It runs way better now. Noita is a game that's like super CPU intensive just because of all the simulation that's happening and all the calculations. So seeing that run smooth is a is a great feeling. Yeah, I was actually playing a little bit of Noita. I didn't get anywhere too ridiculously far and was only kind of figuring out some simple stuff. Like I kept getting slime and I had to like use water to to clean myself from it. And just basic, kind of some basic um, uh, core like concepts of it, but um, it, yeah, it seemed cool. I haven't seen anything that was that like it for uh, like everything you say. I'm I, I I'm sure it's it's there and it, and it and it's very exciting, but it is a slower kind of thing. Like uh, the runs I've done, like I've never seen that kind of like wild combo roguelikes of like the wands or finding something that is like oh this is like an insane broken cool combo and usually you know i'm just crazy like, is that those combos are so well hidden in regular spells that they don't even like so two of the strongest spells in the game are the luminous drill and the saw blade because <laughs> this is insane uh but they allow you to cancel the activation times of other spells and also reduce the total cooldown on a wand. And you could set your wand up in such a way that if it ends with a saw or it ends with a luminous drill and then you duplicate a spell, you create a spell that wraps around itself while like instantly refreshing its cooldown. So you could take like a really simple spell, like just the traditional spark bolt, and wrap it with saws, and then create a death laser. A so death laser, you say. There's all this weird stuff like that, that is like, you could be running across these insane combos, but not even know about them. 
One thing that they also don't tell you about is you know how you start with two wands and one of them usually has like a traditional attack and then it has like a bomb on the other one. So when you get to the first temple, the best thing to do is take your regular spell and move it into your bomb wand instead because the bomb wands have super low cooldown, which essentially means you'll have like a pretty powerful rapid fire weapon that will like get you along the way until you find something like really good to replace it with. Hmm. I don't know about that. I know, right? The game doesn't have any tutorials. I'm digging it. Uh, I know you are. Oh, you I, definitely so are. Another game that I've been playing is... Uh, this is something I never thought I'd say on this podcast. But I played Marvel Avengers. Oh, yeah. Uh, what the hell? It came free with my... Uh, with my with my um, CPU. Well, that's a good price. And, and you know, they always they advertise it on Twitch. They show um, Lily Pichu. She eats the five gum, and then she plays Avengers. She and, eats uh, the five gum. The, the, the Thor like does a lightning bolt, and it hits her room, and then Kamala slams, and all this stuff goes. Kamala. Free. Yeah, you know the main Kamala character is ha- Kamala Khan. Kamala Harris. Oh. Kamala Khan. Okay. Uh, you, I, so, I checked out. So it's like, this is what it's like to chew five gum, but it's also Avengers Edition. So I got the game for free, and it's like, if you got the game for free, you'd probably check it out, right? Um, well, it's pretty, you know, that's an interesting question. The The story is good. Like, so far, it's, I mean, as to be expected. Also, you probably know this about me, but the viewers might not know that I actually don't play a lot of these uh, AAA games. I just I just don't. I just don't play them very much. I so I was surprised, or not surprised, but I was blown away by blown just away. The, the cinematic experience of this game. Blown away, of, says Of Mason. all the scripting, you know, of all like the, you're the Hulk and you're jumping from this and the bridge is collapsing and you pick up a car and you throw it out the bad guy and it's like, it's, it's very exciting. I'm very excited. I, uh, I don't think I'll play further than the campaign, but it is kind of... The story so far is pretty cool. Of uh, so you're playing the game starts and you're playing as Kamala Khan, uh, like a 12 year old Kamala Khan, who's like an Avengers fangirl, and she wrote a piece of fan fiction and she's going to this event at the Avengers base to go over the fan fiction, but something happens and the Avengers have to go like save the day, and it doesn't work, and then everyone's like, oh, the superheroes are terrible. So then it cuts to like. I don't know, like five or six years in the future where Kamala is a teen who has started to develop superpowers because of this uh, bizarre event that happened that everyone blames the Avengers for. But essentially, she like believes that the Avengers didn't do something bad and she uncovers information that the people who the good guys are actually the bad guys. So then she is on a quest to reunite the, the Avengers. Avenger- the Avengers are bad? No, because the Avengers became the bad guys, and then the the scientists became the good guys. But it's actually the scientists who are the bad guys, and the Avengers are the good guys. And uh, yeah, science is terrible. They're usually bad. Yeah, so it's good. I mean, I'm like, so how does I mean? Okay, so so you're. I, I feel like you've said nothing about it that that I know when I think about this weird, bizarre game. Uh, the way that I'm here about this game is that it's like a Destiny game where. You play Not as yet. a character and you're getting like loot drops for them. So like, is it so? So Not in the campaign. Not in the campaign. So as far as I've been. Okay. So I guess maybe you can't answer it, but it's like, my game is a, do you I'll find you. a drop that's like a regular helmet or is it like, this is Hulk's 
special hat hat that he wears a fez hat <laughs> and this hulk fez hat gives him plus one anger and minus two uh indigestion so what i can tell you so far is that in the campaign you're switching between characters like you're going on a campaign quest that requires you to play the hulk or requires you to play kamala harris and and then you're you're also i know that there's like a bunch of skill trees so maybe there are like character builds but i'm not far enough in yet to say all i could say is that it's a it's like chewing five gum so far wow that's a terrible parallel i don't know what it would be like and i have chewed five gum actually it's like that that's weird i imagine that it's like it's very flavorful but the flavor is gonna wear off quick yeah um i've been playing sekiro for some reason also, I think that's a great analogy. Okay, so I'm <laughs> playing Sekiro. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a good analogy, actually. Especially when you when you when you say it like that, it's fair enough. I've been playing Sekiro, and I don't know, like a uh, friend of the show, Ryan Galloway. Thank you, Ryan Galloway, and Bumper for the use of your uh, theme music. song. Uh, what what? Well, theme song for our theme it. song. Uh, you can get it off the album Pop Songs 2020. You can find them at YouTube where you can get links to their uh, album and their merches. But um, uh, he's been playing Bloodborne, and it's made me like look back on Sekiro as one of the games that I think I, I more in recently have regrets about. Um, I really want to play Devil May Cry 5 uh, because I love the series, and this was a high point for a lot of people. It's the best-selling Devil May Cry game. And... Uh, I I want to play uh, Sekiro because I love FromSoft and I've played all their games and I and I, I absolutely love Bloodborne and they you know made a little bit more of an action based game um, and it didn't work for me that much and I I really couldn't get that far in it the first time and it just fell off completely um, yeah so I've been trying to still like I've been playing <laughs> Persona still like at a slower pace. Uh, but it's a little hard because, like, I was just, like, loving it absolutely in the beginning of it. And now I'm kind of, like, in the middle where I've seen a lot of the newer stuff. But um, I'm now I'm into the, 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 the meat of it where it's, like, I'm 60 hours or so in. But I'm still, like, on stuff that I've done before. I'm at the Futaba Palace. Um, so I, I did want to kind of play Sekiro because I've, I've, I've kind of been jonesing for, like, a bloodborne kind of thing or a FromSoft game. And I'm further than I've, than I've ever gotten with it. I got up to this part with this, like, large snake. And uh, I, I managed to find the... That part is so cool, though. That was pretty cool, but I kept, like, bungling it. And I don't know if it's, like... Like, I, I sometimes... I don't know if it's just, like, momentary impatience or something like that. But I generally don't like uh, shoehorned stealth action. And I, 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 I like Metal Gear Solid. And I, I don't have a problem with stealth in general. But when games, like, utilize stealth, but then they don't do a great job with it sometimes, it frustrates me a lot. So, like, I don't know how much this is, how much uh, the experience that I'm having is similar to yours, but I will oftentimes be, like, on top of a roof and I'm crouched, which I assume makes it harder for them to see me. And then just, like, the, the rules of enemies seeing me seems very consistent, inconsistent, which is like a core issue with the game. Like I, I don't ever feel good or badass in Sekiro. And 
it's very frustrating. Like, sometimes I can be walking next to an enemy and they have, like, seemingly zero peripheral vision. And then other times I'm, like, crouching way high up. I don't know why the enemy's cone of vision would be able to see me. And yet they, like, home in on me. And then they just, like instantly aggro every enemy and even if i leave the area they still seem to all be aware of where i'm standing like once i've been aggroed one time they are all aware of me at all times so it's like a trash enemy problem yeah yeah like i'm having like annoying stuff with that like i haven't really gotten to like a true boss like a mini there's mini bosses um yeah, but i haven't gotten so to like like a true boss there is a, a specific boss fight i think it's madame lady butterfly or something like that and that is like the hurdle of the game so it's like once you get to her if you like that fight and if you can endure that fight and you beat that fight then you know whether you like the game or not okay so i would urge you at least to get to her uh it's a pretty cool fight it's i i personally found it extremely challenging but uh, beating that fight did get me in invested uh, for quite a while longer. My my issue with Sekiro is just that uh, the Souls games are these kind of like weird communal experiences that it's it's fun to like play it and you see other people play it and you talk about your experiences. But I was in this unique situation of playing it by myself, um, which made it a little bit less fun. Yeah, but I don't know why. Like to it, I. I would maybe restart it or uh... I don't know I, I I'm not entirely sure why this game just completely does not hit for me I don't get it like I I love FromSoft and then uh, uh like looking like I I the, the snake that the, there's this, this big set piece moment with this snake that's fairly early on where you're kind of like hiding from this like massive ungodly large snake and just that like i i I guess like in in that like necessarily sort of like a from soft style of like uh you didn't know that it was going to happen like this gotcha like you died so started over again was like i had to do that part a couple times so like the first time i saw it i was like oh damn that's a huge snake i wonder what's going to go on like i'm just going to go this way like i don't think it sees me and then it aggroed me and it like hit me in the air and knocked me down and instantly killed me where i didn't get a chance to like revive so the way are you, you still normally... on the snake part no i passed the snake part okay because i was gonna say it's not that long an area it's not that long an area but it's like i had to try it a couple times and the point being is that like by the fourth time or whatever that i actually went through the whole thing i was like this is fucking lame i'm bored of this now like i'm annoyed by this snake this is just like obnoxious to me and I thought it was cool at first, but having me redo the same thing is just getting annoying to me. And, like, the initial yeah. surprise of this, like, big giant snake has completely worn off. And that's a similar thing. Like, I feel like that's a common problem for games that incorporate this level of stealth. Like, a lot of the the areas are, like, I'm, I, I spend a lot of time sneaking through and being careful and trying to be methodical. And then one dumb thing happens where it's like, why did that enemy see me i feel like they saw me through a wall or maybe like the edge of my model on the side of a wall and they aggroed everybody and now like the entire thing i was doing was a waste and everyone's running at me and that was a waste of my time like and, and that that's like been my experience with it so far like i i am not having a good time with it and i'm also like 
like I think that the other Souls games, and I, I think that people would maybe say that like Bloodborne's areas are very samey, and I can I can for the most part agree, but the overall aesthetic of it is so unique. And everything I've seen within the first couple hours of Sekiro going in like two different directions, other than that like kind of dream world that's only a, like a tad different, are these just traditional Japanese style architecture. And a lot of it is, like, just this snowy peaks and plateaus and the mountains. And it, like, I I have not had the moment where, that that Souls often gives you, where you're you're playing for a little while and you're in usually just, like, a castle or something simple. And then you go to a big forest or something. and And suddenly you're, like, all the enemies are different, the aesthetic is different. And like you're, you kind of want to see around what what's around the next corner. Like nothing in the environment yeah, is that remotely as, interesting. As dramatically in, in Sekiro, but I think one of the the things that made me a bit less uh, excited by it and less excited by the worlds is just that the um, you're not really building out your character, right? You're not what finding is the, so some item that's like, oh, I found this spear. And it's like, I, I went off the beaten path and I was rewarded by this weapon. And if I get a little bit more dexterity, then I get to equip this weapon. And maybe it's going to make the next boss fight like super easy or super different. And uh, you don't get that as much in Sekiro. So, I, I mean, you might not be the best person to say, but I actually don't remember it being like this. But in Souls games, like you have this constant minor progressions of things you're working on and this uh give and take of how far do you want to push moving forward into a new area you're not familiar with because if you die you're going to drop all of your experience and Sekiro has um like these coins it's one of the main uh, I guess things you get for killing enemies but the coins are so far as far as I can see just used for buying uses of your like ninja prosthetic arm so what is like certain bosses certain like mini bosses will drop like these like i I, it's like uh prayer beads and stuff like that that are these like overarching like these are big like bonuses to your uh stats or um stuff like that but i I don't feel like like minute by minute that i'm doing anything big for my character the way that you do in other souls games like if you if you fight through an area and you gain a lot of experience and then you decide i've pushed it too far i'm going to go backwards you spend all this experience and you get a little bit stronger and then it gets a little bit easier plus you have the information you know how the enemy's attacks work and everything like that but Sekiro is like i don't feel like i'm getting any stronger as an individual character i am like learning the routes and character patterns but i'm not getting that like actual character progression yeah you do unlock there are a lot of unlocks for like your prosthetic arm uh but definitely not to the extent that you would get in the other games by FromSoft. yeah uh, and i think that you get those more when you're beating bosses so you'll beat a boss and you'll be like rewarded with new prosthetics and things like that hmm. and there are some secret bosses that'll uh help facilitate that and, and make you feel rewarded. Sekiro is such a weird yeah. game because it, it I, I didn't notice it ever having an impact on anything. Like, I, And that's not to say that I am the best 
Yeah, people like don't for, talk about people it don't talk, talk about, about it. Like, like Souls games. Like it, like Bloodborne. I still know people who mention it or see it sometimes, and maybe that's like like I also have a friend. Like we have uh, a friend of the show that's playing it, obviously. But I feel like Bloodborne is something that I always keep in my mind of like you know those souls pantheon games i love bloodborne i love the dark souls games in general they're making a new demon souls uh remake that looks like absolutely gorgeous um but sekiro just feels like it just came and went immediately like i do not ever hear anyone look back on it fondly or say like you have to play this game it's amazing like i i don't know it feels like this weird moment in time for fronts for from software where they tried this like almost semi character action thing and stealth and like that it doesn't really uh, pay off or like it isn't cohesive in a way that people look back fondly on it and that maybe people played it at the time and were like, yeah, this is good and it's from soft and it's, you know, got some challenging bosses or fights, but um, it doesn't come together quite the way that like Dark Souls or Bloodborne does. Maybe maybe Elden Ring, right? I don't know much about that. It's their next uh, Souls-like game. I mean, I'll 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 follow them to the ends of the earth, but I think it's also like they're I don't know if like the the storytelling doesn't really work for me. I think in some ways also, uh, you know, not having a differentiation of builds or um having a character that's yours even in the even how silly that is honestly i like i understand it's silly you're mostly wearing a helmet the whole time but like you in the souls games you like customize an ugly ass character and then you put like uh stat you like build out stats and you can go like dexterity or magic or strength using a shield or using a great sword and you kind of like customize it the way you want and in Sekiro yeah. like you just have a sword and like there's nothing that like the, the kind it's of like sword. you just have a sword it's a great you, sword. you have a kusubi maru or whatever it is um but you just have that sword and it's just going to be it's going to be that sword and nothing about it is gonna change i assume so mm, well it I does think change. you actually do expand. Yeah, yes. <clears throat> I will say that things with the sword. Uh, okay, so I want to keep pushing it. I guess like I want to see where it goes, but like I am not enjoying it actually. I don't think you have to play it. Um, you know what I've been wanting is <clears throat> where is Neo Two on PC? Where is Neo Two on PC? I want to play that. Let me play that. That was a killer game. Like oh my god! Like I, I and I remember back on it fondly. Like I have no problems with it. It it, it it's also weird that it was this almost like monster huntery game at some point where you'd play like the same level but kind of the same area but like built in a different way for different rewards and stuff like that. But the the weapons and the fighting styles and everything were so different and unique and fun. It was an amazing game. Give me some of that, you know. But but. But I it, it I am in this weird position, uh, which I kind of mentioned of like all my game saves are gone. So one one thing that's kind of cool. It's Remnant again, a little is, bit. Is I is I checked in on like um I was like okay maybe I just check a random game. So I, I looked at um Enter the Gungeon, and I logged in and my saves were there. And I was like okay well maybe the cloud just saved some things. So I guess there are a couple of games where maybe I could just like install them and just check. Some of it would be a bummer, like uh, Borderlands 3, which was on the Epic Store. I really hope that my save for that isn't gone. 
uh, because I definitely have over 100 hours of that game. And they just came out with the patch, which adds uh, the fourth skill tree for every character class. And it also adds a new mode that sounded really cool. It is, it's called Arms Race, and it's kind of like a roguelite mode where it throws you in and it, it strips your character's perks away and it strips your weapons away and you have to try to get out with like only what you can find on the ground. I so like those kind of modes. Wanted to check that out. So Remember it had something like that, like a survival mode like that. Yeah, that'd be neat. Um, but, do, speaking in other words of like almost exactly in that same uh, vein is uh, Destiny is Destiny. getting Beyond Light tomorrow. Um, yeah, and all the characters are getting new classes in that as well. I do feel like I am, my, my, my I am really ready for new Destiny. Like I, I love Destiny. I didn't fall off of it because I didn't like it. And we do have like an increasingly steady group of a lot of people that will play things. So, like you were talking about before, there, there is some sort of realistic path to playing some of the end game activities in the way that like, that's kind of what made me fall off. Right. Is like, I didn't really, I was getting to the end game and I, I actually just like destiny is starting to Bungie starting to get to where they were with halo. These like really fascinating set piece missions, um, and like phenomenally interesting areas. And then just the general gunplay has always been like absolute top of the, the line, like top of, any sort of developer like they just make every single minute to minute feel really good and finding the weapons really fun so i I really look forward to that yeah i'm gonna check it out i'm gonna check it out um it it feels weird to try to fit borderlands and destiny to slot them both in but uh i'm not playing path of exile at the moment so that does open up a lot of free time you know this might be surprising but the game I've actually been grinding is a multiplayer game. Phasma for Phasmophobia. That's right. I've been grinding out those ghosts level 600 in Phasmophobia. What's is that true? That? No, imagine. I would be so... Uh, I would be so... Uh, I, I can't even imagine that. I do watch some stream... Uh, there is a streamer who I've seen who is level 600 and who does solo hunts. And he still gets afraid. Because I think I feel like you have to. People. First of all, I feel like if you're going to be a streamer, you have to do that because nobody wants to watch this person who's he's, just like gamified yeah. it to like the point of it being not fun anymore. He seems so genuine, though. So it's it's impressive. He's he's out there grinding. His his community has grown so much since he started playing Phasmophobia. But I've been playing Apex Legends. I can't believe that we are forty. Oh, we are forty five minutes and 58 seconds into this podcast and you've just now mentioned it i have been so i have played what is i'm not going crazy right but i played 16 hours of the new season and i probably played maybe six hours before then that is a lot yeah i mean yeah it is a lot since wednesday uh i forgot how good apex legends is and they've improved it in so many ways. It's been so long since I played it, and, and a lot has changed. Uh, that, that seems pretty smart. But let, let me talk about Apex Legends from the top, right? Because uh, I don't know what has or hasn't been said about it, but people might remember that Apex Legends was a game that came out 
in 2019 uh, by Respawn Entertainment, the people who made Titanfall. It was stealth released. Uh, so people went ape shit over it because nobody knew about this game. It came out out of nowhere, and it was a pretty surprising take on battle royales because it was a hero-based battle royale where you would choose a character, they would have a unique set of abilities, and then you'd go into this map, and it had some of the Titanfall DNA uh, with the movement and the pacing of the game and the uh, time to kill. So it, it was actually, it's kind of surprising uh, that people still haven't like made another game like this, another hero shooter battle royale. And, and maybe the reason why is because it is so hard to compete with Apex Legends. Uh, but, you know, this game has been growing nonstop since uh, it first came out in early 2019. They've been adding new character every three months. They just released to Steam which is massive for me because Origin, the EA launcher, was miserable. Oh my god, yes it was. It also just feels so satisfying to remove a game launcher from your computer. To oh like yes, I did. An entire like store ecosystem. Real quick on that topic, uh, that Origin is so garbage, and I had a frequent problem with Origin where when a new Apex update would come out, I would uh, I would launch Origin, and I would have this just like it would just get stuck on loading it and downloading it and. Even once it downloaded, it would sometimes get like stuck on unpacking. It was just such a pain in the ass. There's so many individual problems that I had with downloading on Origin in a way that I don't have a problem with downloading literally anything else. It's a miserable, miserable launcher. Absolutely scrap it. It's terrible. And uh, I thought you, I had to log into Apex Legends on Origin to transfer my save over. So on the day, it, it launched at the new season, season seven, launched at like, what was it, 11 o'clock? Something like 11 that. 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Yeah. So you're like, you know, I want to play a little bit more and I want to play this at 11 p.m. And it was like the fourth or something. So I'm in a terrible mood at the time um, because it, things hadn't swung blue yet. And uh, I'm, go, I'm I go to Origin and the, it downloaded to 11 percent. And I I kept trying to like stick to, like get it to keep going. And for hours, it just kind of hung on 11 percent. And even when I would, like, close it out entirely, like, delete the cache of it and do those other things, like, I reset my computer, it would just kept getting stuck on 11%. And then you were like, no, you can just download it on Steam and link your account that way. And then I just downloaded it, like, regular in Steam in, like, 5, 10 minutes and then just yeah. loaded on it. And it was like, what are you doing? Like, why is this like this? I'm sorry. I just want to say that Origin is, like, the hottest garbage I won't miss it and i pray that i never have to download that shitty ass launcher i cannot even believe how bad it is it the one thing it is supposed to be as a launcher is something that allows you to download and get into games and have a game library and it cannot even remotely do that yeah continue and none of them are good like epic sucks like the epic's not good either the download speeds on Epic are miserable. I know. I've Steam is amazing. Like I've been it, trying to download a game all day on Epic, and I still don't have it. It's it, like, commandeers your whole, like, your entire bandwidth, like, the way that Steam works. And it's, you know what? Like, I, I don't like that. I don't like to have one singular thing. Like, I don't like that they basically have a, a monopoly on games as, a like, a platform for buying games, right? Like, I don't like that there's... 
that if you're going to go play games on PC, if you're going to have a launcher, it's probably going to be through Steam. Like every single game basically comes out through Steam with very rare exceptions that go to Origin or or Epic. Um, but Origin and Epic are they 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 absolutely suck ass. That's like the they're only really word good. for it. It's like they're garbage. The experience of being on them is absolute horseshit. Like it's I don't even know like it's it's like you want there to be competition for Steam of course, but not this way, not this badly. So you don't have to engage with it anymore because with the new season of Apex awesome. Legends, I can just log into Steam. Steam and it can just download a fucking patch. It's and amazing. the other thing that is kind of cool with all these updates is they added a third map to the game, Olympus. Is it is the name of the? Are the other maps in the game in any capacity? Uh, not for now. So they're doing two weeks of just Olympus, and then they're going to rotate in World's Edge, uh, which is the second map, and King's Canyon is out for the season. Uh, maybe it'll come back. We don't know yet. Uh, but for now, they're just saying. Plan on not seeing King's Canyon for a while. So by the time they bring back World's Edge, they're probably going to make some changes to that map too. But I'm loving Olympus. And I'm totally okay with the fact that I'm not seeing other maps for now and I'm just seeing Olympus. And the colors on it are so refreshing. So it is this, um, it's a floating city in the sky with, with some pretty unique areas of interest. Uh, the most prominent one is just like this giant, like swirling rift where it's essentially like um, it's almost like they broke a warp gate and it, like the energy from the warp gate started spilling out and contaminating this whole area. But other than that, it's like this really brisk and beautiful city. This, the palette of it is almost reminiscent of like a Genshin impact where it's got like those really lush greens and, and deep blues to it. But at the same time, they built the map in such a way that it's not like it's not all just that and it's not like these rolling green hills uh it, it, there's also like all of this like under area and all of like these circuitry and vents that you can go through it's very interesting because it's very artificial it's like astroturf the whole map is like yeah. it is like lush green but fake and that a lot of the areas that have that lush green are split up into like panels yeah it's like these, it's like they're almost like solar panels, but that are all covered in grass or something like that, that are like the the entire floor of the level. But but also there are like these big skyscrapers. There's this one area that's like so beautiful where it's like you are in the skyscraper and then you can go into uh, the basement of it. And the basement of it is like this giant open uh, like aquarium where there's just like like this water all around you. Uh, and it's just like glowing and you're just like under this building that like zips to another one and it's sick. And there's also this this other set of skyscrapers on the opposite side of the map where there are these they're connected to this like this set of skyscrapers and they're connected by like these tubes between them. So you can go into these buildings and then you go up and it's like you have this amazing view of the area around you, but you're inside like these little hamster tubes. So you're in like these really tight corridors that are overlooking this like massive sprawling outdoor area. I haven't seen that yet. And uh, somehow they introduced vehicles into this game, the, the Trident. It's a car that three people can get onto. They introduced vehicles in a way that doesn't feel terrible. Uh, because as soon as I heard about this, I was like, 
okay, is this going to ruin the game? But but they integrated it pretty seamlessly. The the thing that I dislike about vehicles, and I I dislike it in uh, Battlefield all the time, is just that the um the crux of Battlefield and the crux of all shooters is the fact that you're a soldier, you're infantry, you have these guns, you have this loadout, you have these abilities, and then you get into a vehicle and all of that goes away and you're just in the vehicle, you're just part of the vehicle. And then the interactions that you have with vehicles in that game, in any game that has the, that has like cavalry and vehicles, it, it just feels so separate. It feels like so different, so other, and like so intrusive uh, compared to just like fighting like infantry. But but in this game, it's like the vehicles can't kill you, so that's good part number one. And good part number two is that the um, the abilities that your characters have interact with the vehicles. So if you're playing as Gibraltar, who can put down a bubble shield, he can put the, the bubble shield on the car. Uh, Rampart, who has a minigun, she can place the minigun onto the car. Octane can throw a jump pad in front of the car and launch it. Uh, so And uh, Pathfinder can grapple onto a car and kind of like skitch or surf on the back of the car using his grappling hook. So... For these reasons, like the the cars actually feel like pretty seamlessly integrated, and and it doesn't feel like a situation where it's like you have to get a car or you're screwed. So so I think that they really nailed that. And on top of that, they also introduced a, a new character that feels pretty great. So the new character is Horizon, and she sort of plays with gravity. She has a gravity lift ability. She has a black hole ultimate, which sucks things in, and her passive ability is uh sort of like um apex legends is a very vertical game so there's a lot of times where you'll be like jumping off of high points and you'll be like hitting the ground there's no fall damage but your character does get shocked from it and her ability is that she does not uh feel any like recoil or resistance um when she's hitting the ground and she also can like navigate through the air and like move better through the air she has better air control than other characters so, like, you think about, like, as someone who's, like, you know, uh, trying to, like, jump and wiggle around. Like, she has, like, better air control in those in those cases. So, she's pretty cool. And, and she also has, like, a pretty neat personality. Also, there's not a lot of games where it's, like, here's this woman and she's a mom. And she looks like a mom and talks like a mom. Is she a but mom? They, but they put that she in there. She talks about her kids or? Yeah. I didn't know that. So... I'm I'm just digging it. I I'm really just back into this game. It, the the skill set for Apex Legends is so different than the skill set for Valorant. So like moving back and forth between these two games, it really doesn't feel like oh I'm gonna move from one shooter to this other shooter. It does feel like two totally separate things. One thing that I dig so much about Apex Legends also is like the squads are three people and. Uh, I think I've talked about this before, but a bad game of Apex Legends will end really quickly. You don't have to engage with it for a long time, but a good game of Apex Legends will last for a while. So mm. it, it kind of makes the game palatable to play uh, for an extended period of time because it's like if the game is bad, then you then it's over, and then you know you just get to the next one. And I feel like if the game is good, then it's probably going on for a while. You're getting into multiple engagements. You're probably winning them if the game is going on. Not necessarily. Yeah, we we played a game where we 
were like the last three and we basically got in like zero fights one of the times we ended up like winning a game where like we only got in a fight in a significant we got in a fight like early on when it was like there were a lot of teams and then we didn't get in a fight until it was like the last three teams and then we um third partied the the other two teams that were fighting and like i i I, you can always like there's there's no real like it's hard to get around it and some of it is like our fault if we're playing too careful but i i always find like there to be a weird pacing like either it's hard to get that nice pacing of like not just hot dropping and then like punching someone to death where it's like there's 15 people here and this is a shit show but getting somewhere getting like one gun or anything making do with it in a good fight and then moving to like get in another fight in the next and minute what, or two that's what good players do and if you and if you watch like uh streams you don't see like downtime in their games it's just fight to fight to fight and i think that that's the way that it is when you're good and i feel like my best games of apex legends have been when we're not dawdling on loot where we just grab something and we immediately go you don't drop like in the immediate hot zone but you drop like maybe one other squad is there you kill them and you keep moving and you just try to get you know as into the circle as possible you circle along the outside of it and you just try to pick fights like that because also one of the things that they introduced is uh everyone has evo shields so all of your shields evolve and they evolve by doing damage so essentially the more fights you get into you're rewarded by having a, a better shield at the end of the game that's going to help you in those last fights. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, I, I do agree with you. Like, it, it is interesting, though, because it is the game where you kind of get to make your own pace. So if you're the kind of person who just wants to play super careful, you're probably going to eat shit at the end of the game. But Yeah, I have a lot of like different like things where I, I, th- I think I just need to sit down and play more a longer uh sit like a longer sitting of it but i think any complaint i would levy against apex legends is like i could imagine the way that the response would would come like uh like poor pacing is like well maybe you should find it i don't even know i don't know if it's it has to do with the new map it feels like um in king's canyon i had a little bit like but when, when i was playing a, when we were playing a lot of apex legends and it was only king's canyons before world's edge um i was never having nests like that kind of problem like we were it felt like there was a lot of there was a good amount of people on the map for how big it was and that you were getting into a good fight and it wasn't just like dragging on and uh with world's edge i remember playing a lot of map games where it was like we were like landing and looting and then walking to the next area and looting and it's like i don't really know where anyone is and And i think that that's also on us because uh honestly i still don't know the layout of world's edge because i just wasn't playing a lot around that time so i I think that as you know i and as I, i think other players acclimate to the map a bit more um fights will be a bit more common because it's also that thing of like you drop you don't see anyone and then like before the first ring closes like 10 squads are already dead yeah and it's mostly because like i feel like at the start of the season and this is especially true for unrated and definitely not true for ranked everyone just goes hot like everyone just goes right to the hot zone and half the squads die off whatever squad is left um ends up with the hot zone loot ends up with like super powerful shields but 
I, I don't know if I've talked anything about re- with ranked Apex, but a- ranked Apex is the chillest ranked mode of any game because it is not ELO based. It is ladder based. So think about the way that like climbing works in Hearthstone where there's like a set amount of stars. And like if you lose, they take away stars. But if you win, then you gain stars and it becomes more difficult to climb as you go up. But essentially... Similar to Hearthstone, you know how in Hearthstone, like, there's 25 ranks, but from rank 25 to 20, you can't lose any. Mm-hmm. So there was there's the same thing in Apex Legends, where in Bronze, you can't actually lose rank. So even if you're the worst shitter imaginable, you can get to the bottom of Silver. But from Silver onwards, that's where you have to think about your performance and consciously compete. Uh, in order to stay relevant. And the way that it actually works is you get a multiplier for your kills and it takes your kill multiplier and then it it takes it by um, where you place. And those two things combined make your score. So if you, essentially like if you get to top three but you haven't gotten any kills, then you're not gonna get a lot of points. You need to get kills and get high ranks in order to get the points. And I think that that's a really good way of making it feel like, yes, where you place matters, but you have to be performing. You have to be going for kills. You have to be making. Yeah, not just hiding and waiting for the last fight. Yeah. So, and for that, I do think that the ranked climb. I, I, Apex is one of those games where I prefer playing ranked way more. Like, I, I chug ranked, like I just play ranked like solely. But but there is and there is also this problem of uh, outside of ranked. If you play unrated, the MMR of your squad is always equivalent to the highest level player, whoever has the highest elo. Which means that I'm playing with Nate and I'm playing with Charlene, and they're they're not bad players, but they're new players, right? So we go in and then we see here's the champion squad. And it's the people who have like the, you know, hundreds of thousands of like, well, tens of thousands of kills. Like they have the badge for like dealing 4,000 damage, getting 20 kills in a game. And it's like, okay, um, well, good luck to you guys. And it's, it's hard for them, you know, because they're up against people who are like been playing this game from the very start. Yeah. So, but playing ranked, it's like, okay, well, we're going to play bronze. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just way easier. Yeah, that's good. I see that. But but it's also just it, it's cool to see like the different ways that they've updated all the characters that because I've been out of the game for a bit. So it's cool to see like Lifeline now has this ability where she doesn't have to revive people. Her drone will revive people for her and it will create a shield. So she can actually like fire on people while her drone is uh popping off. That's really that's really cool actually. Yeah, so they, and they've made these tiny changes to characters like Bloodhound as way lower cooldown, so he's become relevant. Um, Loba, Isn't who was cheap? released last season, is... I don't know if you guys play with Loba at all, but her I never got to play with Loba. abilities are so sick. So her um, passive is she can see purple and yellow items through the wall, so she can see like epic items really easily. She has a bracelet where she throws the bracelet and... Uh, Essentially, it's a teleport for her wherever the bracelet lands. 
and she can press the button again. So she throws out the bracelet, and if she presses it again, it slams to the ground, and she uh, teleports to there. So that's it's really like cool Lo- because she- what's her name? Loba. Is it Loba? Lo- no, 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 no. What's the other, what's the other? Uh, who's the Overwatch character? Um, starts with an S. Sombra. Uh, Sombra. Yeah, it's like that, but it's cool because you could like take the bracelet and like throw it through a window. And then you just like uh, you just appear inside, but like her idea is like she is like a burglar, so she can like sense rare items. She can like slip in and out very quickly. And her ultimate ability is called the Black Market, and it's essentially like she can create a a rift that you can pull loot out of. So essentially, it creates like a circle on the map, and any piece of loot that's in that circle, you can pull out. So she, so her and all of her teammates can pull two items out of the rift, and as much ammo as they want, which is also hilarious because if you're on the last ring, you can pull all the ammo off of the ground, in like the last ring, and just like pull it into one area. Uh-huh. Enemies can use it, but she can also like close it down. But it's pretty sweet. I mean, the the characters that they've made are are pretty nice. The the it's you know the passives are cool. Gibraltar. Uh, is super powerful now because he gets the ability to, I think he can heal faster and resurrect faster while you're inside his bubble. So so they've given like even the base characters just uh cool new tools to play with to keep everybody relevant. Yeah. I I think it's ob- obviously preferable to have a three stack and I haven't played this season with three stack yet. I think that's the one of the biggest problems too is like you want, you need to have the the best times of Apex Legends was like uh we were playing three stacks and you're enjoying it and you're laughing and joking around and you're like doing crazy stuff in apex. Like you're, you're just hot dropping and trying to make plays. And if you're two stack and one person just runs away or whatever, it's just like, that's not as fun. Yeah. But they've got the duos now. Oh yeah. Which definitely makes it a bit more palatable. Um, Ah, what what else was I going to say? One thing that I really enjoy about uh, Apex, and it's something that is a little bit hard to do in, Val- in Valorant, is like, I-, I like these games because I like to chill with my friends, right? In Valorant, it's really hard to, like, just talk to your friends. Yeah, it is hard to focus, like, or, like, you have to, or it's hard to, like, do anything other than focus. Like, you really do have to be much more invested in the game to have fun. If Apex, if you, like, if you miss shots, it's, like, really not that big of a deal. Also, or if you like just die, the so there's just like time to like talk about other stuff. But mm. in Valorant, it's like you talk about the spicy shots. I saw you getting some spicy shots off today. Uh huh. And the other thing is like, if you're dead in Valorant, then probably your friends or your friends might be alive, and like you can't really talk to them. You can yeah. talk to them, but you can't really talk to them. We've uh, that's about. My, those are my thoughts on Apex. But my but my um. Recommendation is uh, if you played Apex before and you've liked it in the past, maybe you fell off. I think that this season is a really good time to jump in, see what's different. You know, now that it's on Steam, uh, there's an influx of new players. Uh, the queue times in this game are non-existent, so you know, check it out. I mean, yeah, uh, like if you have time you tomorrow, we'll, we'll try and get in a three-person group rather than just a two-person or do do or we play like, destiny, or play destiny but we'll yeah that's also, that, that's also another thing. it's yeah. hard there's so many now i, I i've said this the before. world is good on the outside more than it was 
I'll say I've said it before though, and I'll say it again. Now has never been a better. There has never been another time. There has never. There has never even been another time. time video games, there uh, because there's so many good video games. There's so many. There has never been another time, ever. So you know what's weird is that um, I don't want to. I don't want to go back to Noita, but I feel like I have to go back to Noita. Is um, there is. One thing I, I, re- I remembered and I realized is that there is an achievement system that is built into the game. And it's essentially like there's this big ancient tree at the start of the game. And as you complete achievements, you, new etchings are carved into the tree. Um, and it, one thing I find very weird is that they didn't just turn all of these achievements into... Uh, like achievements on Steam, but I feel like the reason why they didn't do it is because they wanted to keep all of this stuff hidden. Oh yeah, if makes that sense. makes sense. What what um prompted that? Uh, I was looking at the Noita subreddit because I noticed that you you'd said that like there's nothing on it, so I was like, yeah, oh, it, it, there really isn't because there's like there's stuff there. It's like 12 hours ago is like the stuff that comes up. I thought it would maybe be a little bit more active. Yeah, so so I went in there and I saw this infographic and I was like, oh shit. And uh, I feel like I'm I'm spoiling myself because some of this stuff I didn't know about. But also, it, it's weird to play Noita and like I want to watch Noita streams and like be involved in the community. But also, I want to experience things for myself. So it's like this weird. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do about it. You know? Do I want to see everything myself? Do I want to see stuff that the community has it's like i don't know it's kind of impossible to see everything yourself right like like oh my god it's like a this is it's not even built for that it's not even a game straight up like yeah it is this is a game where it's like people are playing noita for like thousands of hours like they just are Mm -hmm. it's wild man noita's crazy maybe the most mysterious roguelike roguelites well i mean you did say it was the most mysterious of 2020 so but it might also be the most mysterious roguelite. I can't think of a more mysterious one. There was a big, huge update for Rogue Legacy, and I kind of want to... The two? Rogue Legacy 2. Yeah. I'll wait until it's out. You don't need that. You don't need that in your life. Do you think so? Because also Rogue Legacy 2, uh, people say it's bad. And they do. People, I mean, people that I trust say it's bad, so I'm going to wait. Interesting. I'm... I'm surprised to hear that, but I mean, there there was I don't know if you've heard anyone after they made this like massive update. They made like two new tile sets, three character archetypes, and like tons of different improvements and like sub kind of improvements or different events that can happen. Uh, maybe that it feels a little bit like it's a response to maybe like not blowing up the setting the world on fire the way. That like it felt like Rogue Legacy was a little bit of a staple in early roguelites. If I remember correctly, it was like that it was a uh, it was like the game that gets mentioned quickly if you ask about um, roguelite games. Well, and let maybe... me tell you this: I, I waited for Dead Cells, and I'm glad I did. Waited for Hades, glad I'm did. Waited for Noita, even glad I did. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait for this one. Yeah, because it's also this weird thing of like. Uh, I don't know. Some roguelites I, I just fall off of. Um, I play them and I, I figure I've got the gist and then I fall off. Of yeah, them. and then even if they add like a small thing, it's like, well, it's a small thing. It's still going to be like 90% that game and just a minor new addition. But if you played it all at once, it would be even more new to discover all at once. 
You liked Dead Cells, right? Did you play through a lot of that? Um, I forgot how far I got, but I guess I played a lot of Dead Cells. You know, that game also has had a ton of updates. That game actually had uh, their first paid DLC um, this year. I don't know if you checked that out. But... I did not, but yes. They've been updating Bad that game. That game's something. been updated nonstop. That game is, you know. Dead Cells is a good game. That's for sure. Dead Cells is a good game. Is that games? Oh, man, I played so many games. I feel so good about all the games I played. But I feel like I should be watching more TV. Ever feel oh, you got to like... watch The Boys. I've been watching a lot of The Boys. i got to watch The Boys. I'm almost done with the second season. It's hard to find time. It is hard to find time. Well, yeah. Do you, do you watch it while you while you're like working? How do where do you? Where um, do you I sometimes I work out a little bit. Like I, I do squats or, like just like push ups and shit and watch it. So like I I combine that kind of thing or play Genshin on my phone. But um, uh, it's 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 a good it's a really good show. Uh, there, there's some stuff that like kind of drives me crazy with it, but uh, overall I'm really happy with it, and I think I'm gonna finish the second season and. I would recommend it pretty easily. There's some like cool. minor stuff, like some minor like um, general writing complaints I have with it, like like things that I don't like writers doing that they're doing in the show. But um, that's probably spoilery. I'll try to to um, I appreciate you you doing that, not telling me, and uh, because because I'm the kind of I, I'm the kind of person where if I hear something about a show. It'll like latch into my memory and then like I'll, I'll keep anticipating a thing and then, yeah. Uh-huh. So I will check that out. What do you think you're going to watch next? I don't even know. I feel like there's there was something that I really wanted to watch. Oh, uh, Moonbase. I want to watch Moonbase. Yeah, Moonbase has uh, John C. Riley, Tim Heidecker, and oh, Fred no. Armisen. Fred Armisen. Yeah, I did not want to forget Fred Armisen because I love Portlandia. But um, awesome cast. Like, I couldn't be any happier with that cast. And I really want to give Moonbase a shot. But it's like, I'm pretty close to finishing The Boys, so I may as well just go the extra mile and finish that and then just start Moonbase after that. Yeah. Movies and games are great. The world is great again. Yeah. The world's, you know... It's looking up a little bit. It's not a... Everything is just a little brighter. Everything is a little brighter. And it it was... what What nice weather we're having. That nice global warming-y uh november 80 degree weather you know phenomenal whatever everyone wants to complain about it but i didn't hear anybody complaining when it was like 30 degrees like a week ago it was freezing so cold i know i was having to we were all talking about how much we had to have like slippers and socks on in your own house that's in your own house i'm not a caveman i don't have to be in freezing cold wearing the skin of animal furs on my feet I should just be warm. I'm inside of an architecture built for myself. Here in the back of our podcast, uh, we I, I can I can get a little political and tell you that, uh, and I've told you this off the podcast, but I'm gaining life force, like an energy vampire. I'm sucking up the life force of Donald, not not necessarily Republicans, but specifically the cult of Donald Trump on Twitter. I know it's it's fun reading QAnon stuff now. Donald Trump tweeted four hours ago. (laughs) He says, "This is good news. It means I won." What is good news? Uh, Because someone said Georgia's election results will include legally cast ballots and only legally cast ballots 
period is something that um, a, a Georgia governor said. And then Donald Trump said, this is good news. It means I won, which is so funny. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get political, I mean, number one, but if you're listening to podcasts, it's your president, you snowflake. You know, you can't... He oh, won man. the election. Yeah. It's your president and mine. And give him a chance. You're a big snowflake. You're a sad loser. And what you guys just because your your candidate lost, you don't want to accept the 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 election results. Okay, all right. Uh, you're also. I've said this off the podcast before, but when liberals said, "I don't like this country. I'm moving." I, I can I can visualize places in the world that they could go. Yeah, go like somewhere else that has similar values. Yeah, like values of like I want to I I, I want more socialist policies that help people yeah, out. They could go to plenty of Sweden. places in Europe. They could go to New Zealand. They could go so, to I, Germany or London or Australia or anywhere else where you would be more welcome than like a bigoted right winger so when people when trumpers say i'm fed up with this country i'm leaving i wonder to myself where are you going like first off nobody wants you and and you're hated globally are you going to russia (laughs) like yeah where where are you being north korea like where are you where are you friends with north korea or russia how did i I'll never, for the as long as I live, like, I understand and I do read and partake in, like, heavy conservative far-right viewpoints to just understand, like, what kind of is mulling around there. Um, I do. I read and, conservative news, too. And I specifically go to, like, conservative, like, Reddits and things like that just to... Yeah, just to see just, what's going on. Like, and, and, and also, like, it, it doesn't, like... I think the other, pro- I think one big, very like immediate basis, immediate problem you hit is that if I were to say to like a lib- to a conservative person, even people that I know in real life that like I actually know and respect and are far right or even like voted Trump, um, which like I work with some people like that, like that's just the reality of of working, um, and even like as much as I respect them, is like they know me as a as a whole and my general thoughts on things and the way that I treat people I don't I'm not rude I'm not always I'm not trying to like argue and win these fights and it's weird how often like when anything political comes up if you're just like remotely left you're like far left socialist communist bullshit and like there's no getting there's no spectrum for them at all in, in the weirdest way I don't. I don't, I'll. I'll never get that. I'll never get why. Like, uh, like I. I listen to uh, I, my main news sources are like CNN, Times, Washington Post, and all these other things. And I. I, I can imagine someone just grunting or groaning and being like, "Wow, those are you know fake news," because that's very easy to imagine. Um, and that like, oh, those are all liberal leaning. And I wouldn't necessarily disagree, like, I, I guess at least for the current state of politics, like, it's either, like, the the right is far right. And then Biden is a centrist. So, like, the fact that, that like, CNN looks left if you're far right and you're looking at a centrist media, like, outlet, right? Like, 
So it's weird to me that I see all, like, I'm reading their stuff and I'm reading CNN, and yet they have this completely different, they still, like, because they must not be reading CNN or something, they have this completely different outlook on everything that's going on, and they, for some reason, it blows my mind that as much of America thought he did a good job. I mean, like, whether or not you like the news sources that I'm getting news from, like, he didn't lock Hillary up and he didn't build the wall and make Mexico pay for it. And he didn't do the Obamacare thing. And yeah, he, also, he didn't make us a world power. And he fucked up coronavirus. talking about also is just that people talk about Biden's tax plan, right? And his tax plan is if you make over $400,000 a year, you're going to pay more in taxes. One thing nobody's been talking about is Trump raised taxes. Trump raised taxes. And you know, when Trump's tax raises are going into effect next year, so in 2021, if you're making, I think it's less than seventy five thousand, like, less than seventy five thousand, seventy five thousand dollars. Those are the, yeah, those are the people we should be taxing. Are you fucking kidding me? And it's are you crazy. Ab- and that's exactly tax- that targets those Republican voters. And obviously, this is like th- this is just like the sad ass reality that we live in. But it's a brilliant gambit because all you yeah. need to do is that you is that republican voters notice that their taxes go up in 2021 based yep. on a 2017 bill that trump made and they're going to be like well biden did it because biden's going to be the president a brilliant fucking game set and match that's a um, amazing job guys and the one of the biggest problems also is that like when people are like oh the the media does a bad job it's like like the you know cnn is full of shit it's like yeah they basically are because if i were running cnn or like the times i feel like a front page thing a front page news story is like trump who always like like your the republicans are always afraid of of getting of their taxes being raised and they think that that's like the number one thing that they go to oh you want to pay more in taxes like you want to elect a democrat and here is Trump raising taxes on people who make less than 75000 which is a ton of his voters. That's his base. His base is, is these like lower-income, middle-income whites, and yet they're going to have their taxes raised because of him for something he did in 2017 to plan to screw over the next president. It's such a hateful and amazing play. Agreed. Huh, man. But, but yeah, it, it's weird also because, like, I'm not— like a super liberal person. I don't even think the idea of believing in socialized medicine is like makes you far left. Because also, I believe in other things that the left doesn't really believe in. I don't think that guns should be like super, like I don't believe in strict gun control. Like there are ways that, uh, also I'm for super strict uh, punishment. Um, I, I have this, I have a philosophy of like, the police need to be super careful about who they inflict violence to and who they arrest, but also that the court system should be super, like, super, like, hard against violent crime, uh, which is something we don't get in New York, where uh, the bail laws and stuff like that in New York are insane, and people who do violent crime can be, like, out the next day. I, I can agree with like, you as, the, as, long totally as, as long as it swings the other way with nonviolent crime. Like, yeah, if, I, like, I think n- that, like, like minor offenders, people who are holding like weed and stuff like that is like, if you don't have intent to sell, if you have drugs, even if it's like heroin or cocaine, like they should do nothing with that. Yeah. But like armed robbery, like, I don't know if you heard about this, but someone was robbed at gunpoint, like two blocks away from me today. And then later that day, I, I don't know if it's the same person, but so, so the person who was robbed at gunpoint was robbed outside of a pharmacy 
and then a couple hours later, the pharmacy was robbed by gunpoint. That's a bad. That's a bad look. Yeah. So it's like, is this the same person? I mean, it, it, it is weird that like, it is weird that uh, like, uh, just like I said, like I, uh, it, it's it's amazing how the right is just this largely has this uniform approach to things and that's why they do so well at rallies and voting down ticket and everything like that whereas left is like like you and i could have a decent conversation about all these things that we agree or disagree on and in in a spectrum of like zero to 100 of of left to right like we would be all over the place on different things and maybe even leaning like right in certain on certain values and yet we have to be left because of like far right is just because we don't we also don't get choices like, in America you right? don't get it's choices like, like you either like especially this like you know what was one of the most weird defining moments of the election for me is like I'm so happy that that it worked out the way it is like absolutely and uh, I I think generally Joe Biden's um, speeches ha- have seemed a little bit more energetic lately yeah. and just a return to normality Kamala Harris's speech yeah Kamala Harris had a brilliant speech yeah and just a return to normality like there's almost something like like it's it's unfortunate that like I want a more progressive ticket but to return to like like and, and I feel like this is why he was picked was just to return to like old withered white man just that they can speak. They needed and, someone. It is weird, right? Because the whole idea of, is like they needed someone who could beat Trump. Yeah, and, like, and we, like, like we, we like we, like we, 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 we had the. It, it, it's the the general pendulum of social problems. We also isn't it crazy a black that like, Biden person, is a safe bet? He's like the most palatable, most centrist person. He is, and, and he was a like, socialist. Like they're like he's like, always he's a socialist. socialist. It's crazy. So crazy. It's crazy. But but so what I was saying was that was that a defining point in this election for me where I was just like I like my my heart went into my throat was Trump was saying uh, on the second debate that uh, Biden wanted to get rid of fracking. And then Biden said, I absolutely do not want to get rid of fracking. It's on my website that I won't get rid of fracking. So it was weird to be like having this moment where if you're going to have two choices in America, you think that it would be, you know, right. And the the right side, and that has embodied like um, tax cuts for rich people, fuck the environment, uh, fuck welfare and all this kind of shit. And then you have the left side and then the left side should be like Green New Deal and welfare programs and bigger government. It's crazy that you have two candidates that are like, yeah, fracking is going nowhere. That's insane to me. Wouldn't you think that like, like it's so weird to have, I don't know, like to have like a part of the ticket that both people agree on that's like, this is, but we're, we're, we're finding out this is detrimental to the environment. He somewhat did it as a play for Pennsylvania and good on you if he did. Yeah, good on you if you did it. If that's why he did it, like you won Pennsylvania and that was the defining moment of the election. But it, it is kind of just crazy to me that it's like people like call him a socialist and it's like this is guy is just center. He's dead center. Like anything that's not a Nazi is is left to you. Like that's bonkers to me that we like we're that far, we're that divided that like for a pal- for a left wing politician to be palatable to suburban voters, you have to be like centrist leaning right, and then the right wing person gets to be all the way far right. Like we are going to become an isolationist nation and both went red they did i mean my vote gets thrown out at us at a county level 
Fuck the Electoral College. Yes, they should fuck, get rid of that. Fuck voter suppression. Fuck the people, the 68 million and counting that voted for Trump. Yeah, it was 70 million last I checked. God damn it. And fuck the conspiracy theories and fuck the way that Trump is going to burn this whole shit down I'm to the ground on his it. way I'm out. I'm excited about the fact that um, they're going to keep counting and they're going to keep losing. So I, I, I love it because they're like, I, I believe, yeah, count all the votes. Like count them again, count them again, count them as many times as you want. So that you can lose over and over. Yeah. I mean, there's never been like a big enough. It's insane also looking at the people are just so uneducated. And it's like, I, again, I understand if you don't like my news source and you think it's fake news. But if you look at other news sources, then you can start to develop a sort of reality that exists that is clearly not there for most right wing people who are listening to Fox or OAN or bullshit like that. Breitbart. Um, but like the the lawsuits that he's levying that they think are absolutely going to win him back into the White House are a like not enough like he wouldn't even need to win just one state which would be monumental he would need to win multiple states back and then also, b yeah. they're frivolous they're getting thrown out like his his lawyers one of the big ones that people are like this election is bullshit because and one of the things was you know of them them finding votes in the middle of the night um that's mail in votes like they're not finding them in the middle of the night people aren't like uh, like like they were there. They were they're counting them in the middle of the night. They're not finding them. That's fucking crazy. And also the core concept of like Biden telling his voters to vote mail in and then Trump saying don't vote mail in uh, and that he didn't want it. And the Republicans want general voter suppression is like, so does it surprise you that Biden has 80 percent of the mail in vote, whatever. But then there was one big one in Pennsylvania where he alleged that his uh, there's supposed to be a Republican and a Democrat um, to oversee vote counting in large areas. And he says that uh, his people weren't allowed to. And the main thing that happened was that they had a six-foot social distance, but that was true of the Democrat uh, poll watcher as well. And when they went to the courts, uh, the first question the judge asked was, this, my source is, uh, is uh, John Oliver. When, when they went to the courts, the first question the judge asked was, um, was there a Trump appointee present to watch the the poll counting and they said yes and then they said what, what what's the problem then like these are the kind of votes that like he's just doing it it's such a good play again like like as fucking dumb as he is he every once in a while does something intelligent and to just levy all these bullshit lawsuits that are going to get thrown out are at the very least going to sow enough doubt that like the next four years we may very well have to contend with 43 percent of the voting populace thinking that Biden stole the election. Yeah. It's and then the all like the general like kind of things that are going on is insane just hear them hearing them say, "Well, Trump got more people at his rallies." Yes, he did, but I I'm a Biden voter. I don't want to go to a Biden rally rally cuz it's yeah, boring. It's really, it's Politics weird. are boring. Not, not even that. It's like cultish. It is cultish. Especially you know what's cultish is waving flags of like and wearing like hats yeah of, every of day like president. that's your politician like i like you know when you should think about your politician like basically when you vote and every once in a while in when you watch the news but like you don't live like the idea that you're living the trump life is like that's horrific i've never like has there ever been a time in america where we had like a a, a wannabe autocrat that was able to have a national brand it that's 
insanity. No, the, the only in, thing that I can remember in of is itself. the Obama Hope poster. But and like some people wore that as a shirt, but you hardly ever saw it. Yeah, it wasn't and, but people didn't like live Obama. Like people live Trump. He also wasn't holding rallies to talk about how good a job he was doing. Rather than doing any job. Again, like I I don't even get the, these people, I feel like it should be game set and match to say like hey he didn't he made america great again like yeah no one could have guessed the coronavirus but he fucked it up and more people died here than anywhere else and then he didn't do anything else he didn't get hillary in jail he didn't make the wall he didn't make anyone pay for it. he didn't do obamacare he didn't do anything else he didn't he didn't lower your taxes he just basically lowered it per actual check and then you pay it back at the end of the year when you get tax returns like he didn't and then he's increasing your taxes in 2021 so again like he didn't you i can't point to like almost a single thing he did unless you want to say that he packed the Supreme Court with three uh, new hyper-conservative judges that have like all, almost no right other than maybe Gorsuch, and then he also put 240 judges in the lower court. And like, yeah, that's incredible he was able to do that. He's mostly able to do that based on Mitch McConnell obstructing any sort of uh, uh, liberal judges for the Obama presidency and including uh, Merrick Garland, never letting Merrick Garland in, and making it so that he would basically obstruct trump i mean um obama and then now we're gonna watch that again basically right like we're gonna like if especially if they don't win the senate we're gonna watch as biden flails around and then the 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 pendulum swings backwards where they say well why wasn't biden able to do anything as mitch mcconnell just like that that terrible turtle monster is able to just obstruct every single plat every single possible progression of this country the way that he that he absolutely seems to love to do Video games, am I right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm getting a ton of energy. Everyone uh, I know was like delicious. breathed better. Like I, I, I can't even explain it in a way that like. And also for the for the voters that are like for the people that are like, well, where is Biden's voters? Why does he have so many votes if people don't show up to his rallies? Like, how about the people who showed up outside their houses? How about like the people who were celebrating in the streets? Like there was, it was insane that day that that it got called yeah uh, everyone's gonna get sick everyone was so yeah they shouldn't have done that i mean a lot you know what though the difference was and a lot of fox people are pointing it out that there was a lot of people gathering the difference is though that liberal messaging says you should social distance and you should wear a mask and most of those people who were celebrating were wearing masks you know what's also crazy is that fox news had to cut away from a Trump press conference earlier where they were talking about the uh, the um, stealing the election illegal votes and someone at Fox essentially said, I can't in good conscience show this because there's absolutely no proof that this is true. Yeah. Literally insane that we live in this world. I wonder what's going to happen. Like, is he going to make his own network or is there a chance that he makes um, some sort of... Uh, weird third party that could like if donald trump made a third party he actually could tank the gop i believe that i truly in my heart believe that the pathway to a third party could weirdly exist in donald trump because if he made the like trumpian party and he tried to run again that he maybe not win but he could be a third party that beats the gop candidate you know that would be very funny. And it, if that's the avenue it would probably, to get there, Honestly, again. it would probably cannibalize the vote, but yes. Hooey. Alrighty, then. Yeah, well, he's your president, though. Donald Trump is my president for two months. Donald Trump is your president, and then after that, Joe Biden's your president. 
get used to it, liberals. I mean, and then we're just Joe Biden our times. Conserve a cuck. Conserve a cuck. Snowflake. What? Get used to it. The right and the left are the same in a lot of ways. They are. I mean, like, I, I have this conversation with a lot of people that are like, oh, Joe Biden's in the pocket of Wall Street, Hillary's in the pocket of Wall Street. And it's like, yeah, that's absolutely true. I understand that, like, some of the greater issues that affect our nation aren't going to be solved by Joe Biden. I totally understand that. But I'm looking at, like, the more the minor things, like Joe Biden joining the WHO or staying in the WHO, the Paris Climate Accord, like having having allies around the world, um, getting the children out of cages, um, these are like, inclusion like these uh, the, very, the first president to uh, thanks and, and acknowledge the trans community. Yeah, the, these, their, those. So so if like the if if like like I, I will not take away from someone I, like friend of the show, Jake, Jay Crawford is uh, a, a awesome, awesome person. I, I love him to death. He's a libertarian and we have uh, arguments that don't balloon out of control. But he often argues that it's like well like their platforms are basically 80 percent the same and it's i'm not going to argue with that i don't think that like the these are that different and i don't think that it's like the the rich are probably going to still get richer whether or not biden wants to do anything about it or not like i think that the biggest problem in america always has been or increasingly is that that corporations aren't paying taxes taxes and the ultra wealthy yeah. and the wage gap and everything like that but I don't think any of that's going to change. I'm just looking at these, like, that 20% that is the difference. Like, us having allies, us not um, cozying up with dictators, us being in the global efforts to uh, humanitarian efforts, um, us having some sort of soul or heart to not, you know rip children from families like these are basic things that like if biden still wants to basically have a trumpian look at economics and not do these horrific horrific things and be a global leader then it's like well you're doing enough you're like it's not you're not the 80 percent of the platform is still the same and you're still in the pocket of millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires but at the very least we're not like we have some sort of soul some sort of soul I just want to not look like idiots. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and 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 people are thanking us and happy and cheering across the world. So it feels like we're getting some of it back, some of that respect, some of that dignity. I feel a little bit more dignified to be an American these days. True enough, and it's something that uh, Trumpers didn't have to worry about because they couldn't afford to leave the country in a lot of cases anyway. So they didn't even know what other people thought of them or of Americans, and they didn't even really think about uh, the the sort of global consciousness or they were just told we were so tough everyone is outside of their bubble yeah trump pushed that guy at the un conference we're so tough trump pushed a fucking foreign leader out of the way for a press picture we're such a tough country and that's what they heard i guess that's what they thought thanks ryan thank you james biden is your president biden's not my president for two months trump is my president for two months no biden's my president now I only listen to what Biden says. No, no, no. No, no, no. I only listen to what Biden says. Biden's my big blue dad. And he turns all the states blue. He turned Georgia blue. He turned Pennsylvania blue. And he's my big blue dad. And I agree with everything he says. And I'm going to go to all his rallies. I'm going to wear a big blue hat that says Biden Harris. Make America great again again. You guys had four fucking years and you couldn't think of a better. Make America great again again? Keep America great, right? Yeah, like, keep America gay. Again. There you go. That's a better platform than anything else that I've heard. That's a podcast, I guess. 
them's be podcasts i hope that i mean like i don't even know i i increasingly never know who who listens or partic- i i hear it from like family members and friends sometimes when they're like i like i i watch that i listen to the whole episode and there's this one part where you'd said this and i'm confused that it's like well how did you get that far in this like what were you doing in your day that you were able to make it that far so that was a little i guess it's a little treat for someone I, hopefully it's not someone who is like a fan of us that's listening and then they're just like i <laughs> Imagine there's someone across the world that is a huge Trump fan, and it was weird that they would be that they would love our podcast. But maybe they're like, this is the way that they're cooling down. They're like, it seems like Trump might actually have lost, and they're trying to cope with it. And then they listen to this podcast where we just berate them. Yeah, I mean, hey, I could say like a couple of things that I liked about Trump, but it's not worth it because there are so many more bad things, so many things I didn't like about Trump. I know. It's like if someone says, like, I don't know. I, I feel like if someone said that Trump was all bad, then that means that they just haven't been paying attention. Like, Trump is obviously more bad than he is good. Uh, but, you know, uh, overall, he's a piece of human garbage, and maybe he should rot in his cell for the rest of his life, and that's totally fine. Amen, brother. Video games are great, man. Video that's games are phenomenal, and they're getting better and better and better. And you know what? You can get your head out of that. I said last week or weeks weeks ago and for four years that video games are great because you're that ostrich that's got its head in the sand. And now you can raise your head above the sand. Is it looking 100% better? No, it's not. But, it you know, it's something. Hell yeah, man. All right. So uh, take it sleazy. You know you know what you should watch that's next? That's a good one. You should watch uh, the, good, the Good Place. The Good Doctor. You should, I should watch, watch The Good Place. I should watch The Good Place. I've, I, I have loved the two episodes I saw of it. Just watch The Good Place. Thank you, Ryan Galloway, and crying that not whoa. Thank you, Ryan Galloway oh, and Bumper for the whoa. Thank you, Ryan Galloway and Bumper for the use of music. You can get it off the new album Pop Songs 2020. You can find them at YouTube, where you can get all those hot links to get their merch and their shirt and their uh, album. I haven't gotten it yet. Me neither. It was a pre-order. Oh, okay, I you know Plus I got I got a bunch of Doctor Squatch soaps. This is true, and I still haven't gotten them. Like a month later. Oh, it's so manly. I know, right? My sad balls. I feel like if I type in millennial soap, it'll be like, will I find it? Probably not. My sad balls. Dang, that's too bad. All right. Where can I find the WTDG? Uh, WTDGpodcast.com. Right now, I lost my license to Photoshop, so I can't design fun images for the episodes. Uh, so for a while, the episodes won't have images until I can... Uh, Steal Photoshop off of Pirate Before Bay. Biden won the presidency, you had Photoshop. Is this like something to do with like, you know, Trump was president and people had Photoshop and now Biden's you president? You know what's also crazy? When Biden became president, my com- when Biden was elected president, my computer started running faster. That's true. So, progress. All right. Take it easy. Take it greasy. Take it greasy.